Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash wondery, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash wondery to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, I wanted to give an extra trigger warning today because we will be discussing the topic of suicide. Please take care when listening. In 2017, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention reported suicide as the 10th leading cause of death overall in the United States, claiming the lives of over 47,000 people. Suicide was the second leading cause of death among individuals between the ages of 10 and 34, and the fourth leading cause of death among individuals between the ages of 35 and 54. There were more than twice as many suicides in the United States as there were homicides. The National Institute of Mental Health lists the warning signs and symptoms of suicidal behavior as follows. Talking about wanting to die or wanting to kill themselves. Talking about feeling empty, hopeless, or having no reason to live. Making a plan or looking for ways to kill themselves. Talking about great guilt or shame talking about feeling trapped or feeling that there are no solutions, feeling unbearable pain, both emotional and physical, talking about being a burden to others, using alcohol or drugs more often, acting anxious or agitated, withdrawing from family and friends, changing eating and or sleeping habits, showing rage or talking about seeking revenge, taking great risks that could lead to death, such as driving extremely fast displaying extreme mood swings, suddenly changing from very sad to very calm or happy, giving away important possessions, saying goodbye to friends and family, and putting affairs in order, such as making a will. If you or someone you love is having suicidal thoughts or behavior, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's one 800 273 8255 or text the word hello to 741741. Both services are free and available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All calls are confidential. I'm Tiffany Reese and this is Something Was Wrong. You think you know me, you don't know me well at all. 
suspect that her husband was having an inappropriate relationship. They started becoming volatile and arguing. Can you recall how long after the wedding it shifted from we're married to he could be cheating on me, he's not a cop? It was within six months. Um, Now it's Christmas time and I get a telephone call. It's Jason. He says, I'm at work. Sylvia called me. I think she took a bunch of pills. I need you to go check on her. I said, okay. I had a very important function to me. It was at my church and I was getting dressed up. At this point, I'm starting to become emotionally and physically exhausted from this stuff, all of this stuff, all of these calls, all of this going over there, all everything. I'm starting to get tired now and it's not my proudest moment and I certainly regret my timing of it, but I did not rush to go over there. I did not take it that seriously, to be honest with you, and I still feel guilt to this day for it. And right as I'm walking out the door, my phone rings again and it's him. And he's like, are you there yet? And I was like, no, I'm on my way, you know? And he goes, well, I've called the police. And I was like, oh shit. Like he really thinks that, like then it became real to me. The reason he was calling me and not going himself is he was on patrol or whatever the heck it was he did for a living. And like, I want to say it was like a, uh, an hour away in a suburb. So I literally th- threw my flashers on in my car and I was running red lights, driving like a bat out of the hell to get there. Like literally like honking my horn, telling people to move over. Cause at then now I'm panicked. Pick up my phone, I call my husband. I'm absolutely hysterical. I'm gasping for air, that hyperventilating. I tell him where I'm at. I, he has to come right now, just come. Police were there, but she had these two big, mean, massive dogs there, and the police weren't going to go in. She knows the dogs well enough that she could go in and get the dogs off into a different room and let the police in. So I go inside, and I let the dog, I put the dog, one dog, I was able to chase out the biggest dog, chase outside, and then the old English bulldog, that I was able to shut him in the bathroom, and then I ran to the bedroom. It was a horrific scene. She is there. She is dressed up. She has a skirt on. She has high heels on. She has makeup on. And there are pictures of her children all over the bed. And I had hand painted her a wooden box and then lined it with velvet. And my box was out there. And like any thank you notes or any notes that I had written her of encouragement, they were all on the bed. Did you think it was weird that she was dressed up? At the time, no, I thought she wanted to die pretty. And it was scary, and I felt that instant guilt. I felt horrifically guilty that I did not get there sooner. Um, I felt sick to my stomach. I thought I was going to vomit. But the scene that was set up was like a movie scene, you know what I mean? And so I instantly ran to let the police officers in at this point. And, but I remember the police officer, like, once they got her that first, they, like, backed off. Like, they weren't trying to help her. I found that odd. I did. So we're waiting for the ambulance to come. They are doing a sternal rub, which is where you take your knuckles on someone's chest and it wakes them up. She did come out of it a little bit, and she said, I just can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. At the time, I thought she might live with the cancer. Now looking back, I think she couldn't continue with the lies any longer. 
Jason walks in and he sees the scene and I remember him going, oh my God, oh my God. And just like being that gut wrench. So as the ambulance is there and they're putting her on a stretcher and they're rolling her out and they're taking their time. There was no rush. I don't, I don't believe that she was really trying to kill herself or she wouldn't have called her husband. I believe that she was doing it for attention, but I also believe that after she took the medication that she did have those thoughts of, I'm exhausted and I can't do this anymore. The ambulance driver told me, I see that she has children. They were both with their respective fathers this weekend, so the children were not there at this time. But he said, I can see that she has children. Um, When she comes out of this, I want you to tell her that the statistics are if a parent kills themselves, the children are more likely to kill themselves. And I said, what? And he said, yeah. So that's a good deterrent for her to never do this again, to tell her that if she does this, that her children may do this to themselves. That's a big statistic. I had no idea. I don't know if that statistic is true, but that's what the ambulance driver told me at the time. They're, they take her away. I'm like ill. My hands are shaking. I'm crying. And I can remember standing in the kitchen talking with my husband. And then I looked over and I saw Jason and I did see him get on his phone. He was talking to somebody and I remember thinking it was odd. I remember thinking, I think he's talking to a woman. And I remember getting a really bad feeling. And I was like, that piece of shit, he is cheating. And he is calling whoever he's cheating with right now as his wife is being driven in the ambulance. And I remember getting to the hospital, talking to the nurse outside the room first, and they said that, so she's going to have charcoal all over her face and down her front, and we leave it on them. Uh, We want them to know what they did and see the ugly repercussion of it. I go in there, here's this frail-looking, pasty white, very short hair, charcoal all over her face, and then down the front of her hospital gown. And there's my broken friend that I thought was dead when I saw her and that emotion. And then her saying, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry too now because I will never get over that. I will never forget that. She said, yeah, I'm sorry. I just couldn't do it anymore. I'm tired of being sick. I'm tired of having cancer. You know, my husband's been an asshole. I just wanted out. And I go, well, unfortunately, you don't have that option. You have children and you cannot do that to them. And uh, I remember going, did you find me? Yeah, I found you. Did you have any awareness of what she had taken, how much she had taken or anything like that? There was six empty bottles on the bed time we're all thinking she's just so tired of fighting the cancer and it's been different treatments through this just so you know like there was some radiation and then like she had a radiation burn on her back she had you know she would show me where the radiation had like you know made her skin really pink she had a procedure she's had several procedures where I would see the marks of the procedures You know, the fighting with her and her husband was increasing. And then she was telling all of us at the veterinary hospital how her husband had become abusive. We were like, oh, we are all feeling bad for her. All of a sudden, the house that was next door to them had went up for sale. Her dad was going to give her the money to buy the house. And that the 
the people that were that owned the house were going to let her start doing the work on the house now because it kind of needed a lot of work before someone could live there so that they would not charge her rent while she was fixing up the house that she was buying. Did you know that according to the FBI property crime data, most home break-ins happen in broad daylight? As the days get longer this spring, protect your home with Simply Safe. It's an award-winning home security system that I use and recommend. I love the safety and security of knowing that my home is protected 24-7. Whether I'm home, traveling, I know I'm protected. Both experts and customers love Simply Safe for its comprehensive protection. Their system is also backed 24-7 by professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no long-term contract ever. You'll get emergency response when you need and at half the cost of a traditional home security system. You install the system your way. It's super easy to do yourself. That's one of my favorite things about it personally. Protect your home today. My listeners get a special 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/sww. That's simplysafe.com slash SWW. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This house next door, though, was kind of weird and interesting because they take out the kitchen at this house. I believe Jason does this, takes out the kitchen. She tells all of us at the veterinary hospital that she has to get out. Like, she can't live with him anymore and that he's cheating on her and of course we're all appalled like what an asshole he's not being he's not helping her he's not being kind to her he's not helping with the children etc so we all pull together because it's a tight group of people and the practice manager who lives an hour away she got her two sons her husband they all came from an hour away drove down my husband people that worked at the hospital We had to get her out on this day because Jason was working. So all the people that were off went over and she had like nothing packed. And we moved all of her stuff from one house to the next door. Uh, She got there to the new house at like 4.30 in the afternoon. And we had been moving all day. And she was like, thank you so much. You know, because she's not strong enough to move anything, right? She's weak. It's like six or seven at night and we're all exhausted. We've moved all day long and then Jason pulls up and I remember the look on his face was like going on here like what is happening and then I saw him so I walk over hey and he's like hey thanks for helping move and I was like that's odd okay and uh I thought what is happening like why is he here one why is he here 
Why does he look surprised? And why did he thank me? The practice manager, what's going on? Why is he here? I'm like, I don't know. This is so odd. What? What's going on? I remember we were all a little kind of agitated by it. You know what I mean? Like, dude, we just spent our whole day off doing this. I think I go over like two days later or something like that. And Jason's in the new house. And I'm like, what the holy hell is going on here? Well, he said he's really sorry. And I, you know, I don't want to be alone. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, we just moved you out of that. Like, what the heck? You know, you tried to kill yourself over this guy. Like, what is going on? And I remember being angry and hurt and confused. And it wasn't a big giant thing. It was very just the scratching of, hmm, what the heck is happening? You know, she had an answer for everything. She had an answer to everybody for everything. She had an explanation for everything always. And they're washing their dishes in the bathroom sink. So they're eating out. There's no kitchens. There's no cooking going on. So there's lots of, that was very odd situation. The whole thing, her living there with him, her being in that house, the house not having a kitchen. But it was all very odd, very strange, and um, looked like the marriage was going down the toilet pretty rapidly. I can remember her calling me and saying, I went through Jason's phone last night and I found some texts from a girl. So I took all of his shoes and I put them in the swimming pool. Okay. That was odd. (laughs) Somehow I talked to Jason and he said, Sylvia has lost her mind. I'm going to have to move out. It's probably a good idea. So here we're moving again. I'm going to rent a house and Jason's going to move back in here and take over the mortgage payment because I can't do it. So he had moved out and was in his own. I don't know where he was staying, but he had moved out. I talked to him. He said that Sylvia had broken into his house when he was at work and poured a paint all over his sofa and his floors. And I was like, what? And he goes, she broke into my house. She took my dog and she poured paint all over my floors and my sofa. He said, I got my dog back, but my shit's all ruined. And I was like, are you sure? So I call her and she goes, yep, I sure did. She goes, I broke into his house and I took his dog and I drove it to the hospital and I put it in the kennels there. And I went back and I poured paint all over his shit. I wanted him to hurt the way I hurt. Wow. That was some crazy town. Like I knew something was off kilter then. I was like, you can't do that. That's like crazy. You can't. That's you can go to jail. That's crazy behavior. You don't take someone's pet. Well, I gave it back. <laughs> that's great, but that's crazy pants. You can't do that again. Like... You're my best friend. I got your back even when you're wrong, but you are wrong and I will tell you you are wrong. Yeah, that was odd. And I did think that's crazy. That's irrational behavior. Next time. Her back of her head was shaved, completely shaved. And there was a one and a half inch, one inch incision that was stitched up where she had had surgery. If you haven't purchased your ticket to Something Was Wrong Live Sacramento, you still have time. Get $4 off your ticket now with code SWW at somethingwaswrong.com events. 
Something Was Wrong Live Sacramento will take place Saturday, August 24th, 2019 at the Sophia at B Street Theater in Midtown Sacramento. Sarah, Alyssa, myself, and a panel of experts will discuss all things Something Was Wrong and answer your burning questions. After the show, hang out so we can hug, not hug, take pictures for the gram, have a cocktail, whatevs. See you soon. Something Was Wrong is written, recorded, edited, and produced by me, Tiffany Reese. All of the music by Gladrags. Hear their album, Wonder Under, on iTunes. Follow the hashtag SomethingWasWrongPod on Instagram. You can now purchase Something Was Wrong merch at SWW.Threadless.com. The books referenced on this show can be found linked in the show notes. If you or someone you know is being abused, please contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Thank you. If you'd like to help support the show, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes and sharing the podcast with your family and friends and neighbor and garbage man and gynecologist and record producer and ex-boyfriend. No, don't do that. Um, Yeah, just like everyone you know. That'd be cool. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Something Was Wrong early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. In May of 1980, near Anaheim, California, Dorothy Jane Scott noticed her friend had an inflamed red wound on his arm and seemed unwell. She insisted on driving him to the local hospital to get treatment. While he waited for his prescription, Dorothy went to grab her car to pick him up at the exit, but would never be seen alive again, leaving us to wonder, decades later, what really happened to Dorothy Jane Scott. From Wondery, Generation Wise, a podcast that covers notable true crime cases like this one and many more. Every week, hosts Aaron and Justin sit down to discuss a new case, covering every angle and theory, walking through the forensic evidence and interviewing those close to the case to try to discover what happened. And with over 450 episodes, there's a case for every true crime listener. Follow the Generation Y podcast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Generation Y ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.